every track on the album has something for me. Mm. Has something for you. No, as in I've got something for every single track. Uh, this, is, this is going to be fun. You're going man. first, by the way. Mm. Yeah, sure. No, I genuinely want to hold out. Why? Because I just want to. No, 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 no. I think you should go no, first. No, as no, the no. It, don't, it don't matter. Who I goes think you first, should go man. first. No, as no, the no, 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 no. I think it does. No, I think, it I think doesn't. It, I think it does matter. No, because we got to lead up to the main event of Peter, right? Yeah. So no, I think you're no, the neutral. See, yeah, not, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So you're the neutral. Boys, let me produce. Let me produce. Let me produce. Yeah. So if you want me to go first, cool. Yeah. But Peter has to go last. Alright. So you first, and then so you're the neutral, and then I'm gonna do what I personally think, and then oh, it's showtime when we get to Peter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, legit, yeah, where you go with this album, we might scrap today. Because if the truth don't come to light, we're scrapping on this. Bro, I promise you. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 51 of the Rhymes Like Dimes podcast with your boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. And myself, Yemi. We are back after a month long hiatus. Um, a lot longer than we wanted it to be, even though we weren't really planning on it being a hiatus, but such is life. But we're back, boys. Yeah, man. How we doing? Bruv, I feel so good to be back, man. Yeah? It feels real good. You sound a real crisp right there. Yeah, hey, man. You know I mean, sounding like velvet in that. Said no one ever, but we move. Not entertaining it. Not entertaining it at you all. should have played that thing. That won't, won't, won't. I'm not playing. <laughs> See, just because we've got it doesn't mean we have to play it. For, for, for context, listeners, we are in a new recording location and we're looking at a mixer right now, which has loads of different sound effects, like applause, like a ditch, like dead joke sort of thing. A Dr. Umar um, Johnson one. We don't have a Dr. Umar Johnson one. <laughs> coming shout, soon. No, it's absolutely not. not man. It's absolutely not. We're not doing soon. that. No. It's not coming soon, but shout out to Dr. Umar Johnson. Um, but yeah, we're back. Mohammed, how are you? Hey, man. Chilling. You don't know. Uh, up and down. Going through a bit of health things, but we move. Mm. Feeling good today, though. Good, good, good. But at least you're here right now, man. Do you know what I'm saying, fam? Look at the positives. Yeah, man. It's good to look at you guys. Yeah, man. And it's pod. been a minute, yeah, yeah, innit? It's, it's oh, been a minute, it's been man. different. It you has know, been a minute. You ain't recording in so long. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Saying, I feel like I've got writer's block. Then I remember I'm not a rapper. I feel you. I feel you. I feel like that intro, I thought I was going to stumble it because I hadn't done it in a while. But, you know, we move. Mm. Blessed with the talent. You know what I mean? But um, yo, chat to your man. Cause you two have started off what? so flagrant today. What? One man said velvet, another man's talking about talent. When did I become the we normal one? About, we were literally when talking about. When did I become the normal one? We were talking about talent pre-pod, and that's why I said it. Hey man, there we I'm go. Saying, uh, I become the normal one, isn't it? There's nothing normal about you, but that's, hey. that's for another day. That's for another day. But uh, yes, thank you for patiently waiting for this latest episode. Uh, we do appreciate it. Thank you to our Spotify listeners. Thank you to our Apple podcast listeners, our SoundCloud listeners, our YouTube listeners. Um, thank you for waiting. Uh, for new listeners, welcome aboard. Um, you're going to hear a lot of wild opinions, a lot of dope chat and general vibes from your boys here. So, you know, we welcome you. Hope you enjoy the ride. But yeah, um, I guess what we want to start off with <laughs> Yes, is, uh, we do. <laughs> no, no, yes, no, we no, no. Oh, wait, sorry, I jumped, yeah, I jumped, yeah, I jumped, yeah, jumped damn, I jumped, See, shit. Yeah, listeners, he's very much aching to oh, do this. Jump, um, shit. Because <laughs> we're recording the day after the release of a certain album. We'll get to that in a bit. But what we want to do first is, as we haven't recorded in a while, there's been a lot of uh, 
how do I say it? There have been a lot of traumatic and tragic events that have um, come through in hip-hop uh, recently. Um, most notably, the deaths of DMX, Black Rob, and Shock G of Digital Underground. So we just want to take this time out just to wish them rest in peace mm-hmm. um, and condolences to their families and stuff. You know, each of them titans of the game in their own right. DMX, just one of the GOATs. Um, Black Rob, very underrated rapper. And Shock G, probably one of the funnest rappers to ever come out. So each of them had their imprint on the game and they'll be sorely missed. So rest in peace to all those three. So you want to add anything, lads? Yeah, nah, man. You, you, you summed it up perfectly, man. But yeah, that, that X, that, that hit me. I think that was like, the f- that's the first, um, I cried at that. And that was like, I didn't expect to. Yeah, I didn't expect to. I actually like shed a tear. So that was like, that was mad. But um, yeah, man, you summed it up perfectly, man. So just, yeah, you know, um, love and condolences to all their families. Yeah, X hit me hard as well. Because obviously we heard that he had had his heart attack a few days before he passed. Um and I personally was like, okay, this is just another setback for him. He'll be yeah, back. Yeah, X was like a superhero, isn't it? That yeah. just survives. And then when he actually comes. passed, it was like, wow. Yeah. Like 51 he was. And Black Rob was 52 or 53, I want to say. And Shock G was... Around about the same age. Around about the same age. Mid the, yeah. Early mid-50s. So yeah, gone too soon. Um, hip-hop, man. Losing his legends. I'm telling you. At an alarming rate. So, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody and rest in peace to those guys. Yeah. Now, with that said, oh. let's get on to the first topic. Well, let's get and, on to uh, it. It's a doozy. Look, look at this uh, eager beaver, fam. Don't it's ever at me, you. I don't even want to talk to you during this episode. This guy's an eager beaver, fam. <laughs> well, it's a special occasion. It's a special occasion. So basically, what we want to do now is talk about our boy. Well, one of our boys. Mohammed's boy. Um, Jermaine Marco. One Jermaine Lamar Cole. Mm-hmm. Now, Jermaine Lamar Cole on May 7th, he basically popped up with a new song uh, called Interlude um, as part of the rollout for his next album, The Off Season, which was dropping a week later. Um, so we're recording on Saturday. So The Off Season dropped yesterday, uh, Friday, May 14th. It is his sixth studio album, right? I believe so, yeah. Sixth studio yeah, album. Yeah, 66. Follows his 2018 effort KOD, and yeah, it's it's arrived. Not much um, time to prepare because he announced it May 7th. He dropped it a week later, but the scene has been eagerly waiting. Anyway, we kind of anticipated that he was going to drop an album this year, but obviously we didn't know how far along he was done. But now it's arrived. It comes at just shy of 40 minutes. Um, it's got features from the likes of 21 Savage, Little Baby, Black Baz. Um, a guy called Moray. Um, apologies if I'm not pronouncing your name right. Um, and yeah, production from the likes of Timberland, Boy Wonder, Jake One, DJ Dahi, Frank Dukes, and J. Cole himself. But yeah, the moment's arrived, lads. We actually decided we were going to do this topic. We haven't spoken to each other about the album in any way, shape, or form other than maybe we've listened to it. Apart from one asinine comment from Peter saying he's listening one, to it, LOL. One asinine um, comment. Oh, that's, that's just the as, asinine comment from listening to the album. Anyway. This guy has just been flagrant this whole fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he has, yes. He has made some <laughs> some interesting predictions. Um, he thought he was going to be mid-AF. I, wait, um, hold on. I can speak for myself. Oh, man. sorry. I'm going to tell the listeners right. listen what I've been saying and I'm going to set on my chest. Please do. I was anticipating a very mid-album. I was saying it was going to be a mid-album. I weren't looking forward to it. These men were like, oh, eagerly anticipating. No, I ain't been out here eagerly anticipating this album. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to say that. 
I wasn't eagerly anticipating it either, but I did want it to be good. I um, was I was eagerly anticipating the fuck out of this album. Clearly, I mean the passion yeah, is yeah. I was the I passion was, is after, sp- spilling out right now. After the last two, I couldn't wait for this album. I hear that. I hear that. Well, now it's here, um, and for all intents and purposes, each of us basically represent three levels of J Cole fandom. <laughs> so, for all intents and purposes, Mohammed is the J Cole stan. Not having that. Um, you are, but. You know, just you can't, you can't even reject that. You know you are. I'm not though. If I've said his last two albums are whack, how am I a stand? Okay. No, I apologize. Now, now, for all intents and purposes, Peter is the J. Cole hater. No, he is the hater. <laughs> See, okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a hater. That's, See, you've got a problem thing. with it, but boy, I mean, you guys are close enough to those, those. you know what I mean? You're close enough in the spectrum. And me, I am the J. Cole neutral. So, leaning towards you know, hater. I, I could go, nah. I'm I would not say you're leaning towards, towards hater. Not really. If, but, he I mean, was, if he was leaning towards one side, He's more, remember Michael Jackson, more walker when he slid in. Why can't I just be in the middle? No, I would say Yemi's in the middle. There you so? go. Yeah, for sure. There you go. There you go. But yeah, we're going to start in our album review of J. Cole's Off Season with myself, actually. Um, so I put it on. Um, it would have been, I think, like midday yesterday. Um, I thought, okay, 39 minutes. I didn't know how long it, um, it lasted. Let me just listen to it, you know, get out of the way sort of thing. On first listen... I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I feel like he sounds hungrier. He sounds hungry. He sounds determined. He sounds like the J. Cole of old. He sounds like mixtape Cole. Mm. Um, just with the way he delivers his rhymes, um, you know, beat selection is dope. I think his production game has stepped up like astronomically from the last album because um, there's a lot of tunes on here that he's produced that are just dope. Like you can bump him in the whip. You can bump him in your house. Speakers up, full blast. Dope, dope stuff. From front to back, I really enjoyed it first listen. Um, I feel like lyrically he was just tap dancing over a lot of stuff. I think that intro, um, 95 South, mm. fire, f- fire, fire, fire. I think the Cameron introducing the album was a massive flex. Uh, just just around, just on that song anyway, massive, massive flex. Um, I think the only song I didn't like was the song immediately after 95 South, which is Amari. And even like interlude, which is what he released uh, in anticipation for the album even though I didn't like it at first it grew on me I think within the context of the album it made a lot more sense and it was perfectly placed for where it was mm. um, I feel like J. Cole performance wise I give him an 8 or 9 out of 10 and the only reason why I'm not giving him a 10 out of 10 is because the singing and the auto-tune <laughs> I feel like him and auto-tune is not a good relationship um, <laughs> it's like if any, for anyone who's watched Blue Therapy it's like Choma and John. No, Paul. That's his name, Paul. Um, just a bad relationship. Um, <laughs> shouldn't be together. Never should have been together. That sort of thing. He should never sing or not. He should never use auto-tune. If you, you want to sing, cool, but don't use the auto-tune because, yeah, nah. And I'm not sure if I'm a fan of like when he goes into like his double time flows. I think I prefer it when he just kind of slows it down, kind of rides the beat a lot more rather than trying to cram too many words into a bar. That might be why you didn't like the second song. Yeah. Because it kind of just popped out. And I think that's why I might not have liked Interlude as much because he tried that as well. Um, I just feel like when he slows it down, he's a little bit more composed. Like on a song, like the longest song in the album, what was it called? Um, let me get it up. The one where he's talking about uh, the Diddy line. With the Diddy line. Um, let go of my hand. Yes. Um, and even the climb back. The climb back. That kind of level call, that's dope. That's perfect. Like the beat, everything. So... 21 Savage, 
as well. He stole the show. Um, I think that might be my favorite part of the album, his verse. Mm. Um, I feel like that was a lot, like their song, a lot that was on it just Savage's like album. Sequel, like a, it sounds yeah, like the sequel. Yeah. Sounds like the sequel. Sounds like part two. Um, and them two together are just like a match made in heaven for the most part, especially over that kind of soulful production. Um, but yeah, man, I think this is a step up. I think this is his strongest album since actually no, I, for me anyway, this is his strongest album. Um, period. 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 Because a lot of people might say Forest Hills Drive, but I was never really here for Forest Hills Drive. I can't even lie. Um, I think I preferred Born Sinner to mm. Forest so Hills Drive. I think Born um, But this, okay, I don't want to say it blows out of the water, but this is a massive step up from at least KOD, which I liked, and For Your Eyes Only, which was hell. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you definitely got a shout out Cole for that. Um, like I said, he, he sounds way more determined. It sounds like he's trying to prove something. It sounds like he's back to the come up days mm. where he's just trying to prove that he's the best rapper. He's mm. the best MC. His pen, low key, getting better. Um, the way he puts words together and the way he rhymes, like he was spazzing on songs like Applying Pressure, Applying pressure left and left. Punching the Clock. Um, didn't really care for 100 mil with Baz. Pride as Devil was dope. I think his back to back with Little Baby was dope. Let Go of My Hand was dope. Um, Hunger and Hillside. Yeah, man, it's it was dope, man. Like, and as I listen more and more, I realized that apart from a couple tunes, like this is a very, very solid album. Mm. Solid to great album. Um, so I got a shout out Cole for that, man. Definitely, for sure. He definitely dropped a banger. One that is definitely replayable as well. Because that's the thing with Cole. I feel like a lot of his albums weren't always the most replayable, especially like something like, even though I like KOD, it's not something I always go back to. Um, just because there isn't really anything that really sticks out. Like you listen to it the first time and it's cool, but when you're really deep it, are you really going to go back to certain things? But with this one, I could see myself easily going back to tunes like 95 South. Basically everything except for Amari and 100 mil. Like it's a near, it's a near really good album. It's a really good album. It's a near perfect album for me. So yeah, Ooh, that's near, near the, perfect. All right. Near perfect, near perfect. It gave me everything I wanted from Cole basically. Mm, um, fair enough. The introspection, the bars, you know, the fact that he's finally branched out to other production. Still got T-minus on there though. To be fair though, T-minus was doing his thing on this. It wasn't Middle Child, that deadbeat. It was like actual, like, and really Middle Child was actually meant to be in the album, funny enough. This album? Yeah, it was actually meant to be in this album, but- Keep that, bro. Like that would have been, that would have, <laughs> no, that would have stuck out like a sore yeah, thumb. It was actually, Middle Child was meant to be on this bar. It was a throwaway. Middle Child is just so hollow, like production wise, and t- as far as what J. Cole's saying. It wouldn't have fit. It wouldn't have it fit. Wouldn't whereas, have fit at all. yeah, it's very much of that era. Whereas now, off season, that's this is a new era, Cole. And you can hear that in his bars. And T Minus did his thing. Timberland did his thing. The fact that he's actually branched out and got big names to actually help him produce, it probably even helped his production technique because I feel like his production technique again has definitely gone up. So. Yeah, man. Really like the album. Um, definitely replayable. I'll be going back to it a lot. So yeah, that's me as the neutral. <laughs> we are now going to move on to the J. Cole Stan Mohammed. Can I just say, I've always respected your opinion. I just want to get that out of the team. I've always respected your opinion. I've <laughs> Thank always you, held your opinion in a high regard. Thank you. You show me why. Um, so on this album, I've got a few thinkings on this album personally. I fuck with the album naturally. I fuck with the album naturally. I think it's given me what I wanted. Of course um, you do. Don't do that. Um, I can't wait to get to you. <laughs> but the reason why I think I like this album is because it gave me the EP feel, of, like the mixtape feel of Cole. If you look at a lot of the songs, he's only got maybe one verse in what, like four or five of the, four of the songs? Four or five of the songs, he's only got one verse and maybe a verse and a half. So Cole in this album to me, K 
came to bar. I don't think he came to do really anything else. I think other times he's tried to do too much. He tried to do the production. He tried to sing. He tried to do the auto tune. He tried to rap. He tried to make songs that just he's, he's doing too much. I think KOD he was thinking way too much. Whereas with the off season, I think he took everything back. He stripped it all back. I was like, fuck it. Let me just show these guys what I can do. And songs like let me just go see it. And songs like Applying Pressure, you can see on the outro, this guy spent a minute and a half just talking. <laughs> about why he's on another level compared to everyone else. That, and that's went, like, that went on for way too long. Yeah, but that's my point. It's an arrogance we've never seen. And I feel like he genuinely got offended of the way people were talking about KOD and For Your Eyes Only. And I think if it wasn't for KOD and For Your Eyes Only, we wouldn't have got such a bar-heavy album from Cole. It would have been along the lines of the 2014 Forest Hills, The Born Sinners, where it's not so much bar-heavy, but just like a story, an easy story to tell. 2014, for, I love 2014 Forest Hills but it's not bar heavy. A lot of the songs, no role models, wet dreams. It's a simple story and it's very easy for him to do. KOD, I think the production went in too much for him. I think KOD, he leaned too much into the production and that's why it went wrong. So I think with this album, he's given me what I wanted, which is, I don't care for the production too much. I just want to hear you rap. I became a fan of you because the way you rap. And I feel like the features he chose was epic. I think the little baby- Epic. Was, I think epic because of how it went. Can you- no, no, let him, let him, because he, this guy he chooses violence. Fam, this so guy's you know, an epic. So you, yes, I think, the, and I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Because I would never have fought a little baby and cold song work. You can't tell me they didn't go seamless the way he entered that song. Definitely did. It went seamless the way baby. No, your brother's got a problem, but it went seamless. <laughs> no, you, these are can't see me. Are you looking at me? It's the, it's the comments. No, he's looking at me as well, bro. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a dictator. I can't, I, can't, I can't look at you. That's no. why I'm looking at the floor. That's no, he's I'm like this. He's just like this. Look. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at the floor. Anyway, I'm not trying well, to hear it. Fam, you said the word epic. Anyway, can I can I talk? So thank on. you very much, sir. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think the little baby verse came seamless. Him and Twenty One Savage is a weird one because I will never have pinned them two together before a lot, and I just. I would never have got it. And I feel like even 21 Savage, I feel like his bar stepped up a lot as well, which is crazy because I never looked at 21 Savage as someone like a bar. He definitely got his bars up. I feel like he got his bars up as well on this album. And I feel like, like you said, with the production, I feel like he needed to see a Timbo the way he works. So he, because I feel like with Cole, he's been in his own bubble of producing for so long that, you know, when you just don't see anything else, you're so tunnel visioned. So I think when he started to see how Timbo works and all the other producers, Boy Wonder, it kind of helped him as well. And I feel like I can't, I fucked with the majority of the song. The camp intro was amazing. There was no chorus in that song. He just gave us bars, which I loved. Then you go to Amari. I liked it. And the reason why I liked it is the flow switch up, the Westbrook bra. I think he gave me everything I wanted. So with me personally, it's definitely his best album since 2014 from his Hills. Easily. Easily. After two songs, I could have told you it was better. I mean, that's not bro. difficult. I didn't ask it? you for your opinion. See, see, see you're doing it <laughs> No, again. no, no. Leave him, leave him. Because you know why I say, yeah, we know a hater when we see a hater. Because this guy is such a madman. He looked at you at the start and said, who's the hater? And look at him. All he's been doing he is- He tried to object being the hater. And then all he's been doing, all I said is, I like the Westbrook bar. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I can't even like a bar. Without a comment. He's a madman. Yeah, this guy's petty. But like, yeah, man, even the, a lot of people don't clock. He, he sampled Damien Lillard in the song. So, you know, Punching the Clock, Punching uh, punching the Clock. That was a Damien Lillard song. That sample he took, the intro of the Damien Lillard, talking about in the bubble. And I feel like it fit. And the reason why I feel like it fit, if you heard Damien Lillard in the bubble, he was talking about like, yo, I didn't come to play. Do you get what I mean? And that fit the, the, the narrative of that album. Like, Damien Lillard did go to the bubble to play. Cole didn't come here to play. All he wants to do is show people why he's at upper echelon. And I feel like he done that. I feel like he proved why he's that top three. I feel like he's proved why he's on that level of the Kendrick, the Drake. I feel like he's shown why he's there. I feel like anyone that said him and Drake could go bar for Barker, shut up. Who said that? Your brother. 
Um, Lyrically. Did you say that? Yeah. Exactly. I didn't even, you know what's mad? I didn't even know he said that. Your brother's a hater. Wow. But I think what I actually said was that I prefer Drake rapping to, to Cole. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, like personally me, I feel like he's the best album since 2014, Forest Hills. Everything you said, man, I feel like it went seamless, man. I feel the f- features went seamless, the production. He didn't, he didn't overdo anything. He didn't overtell a story. He didn't do none of that, man. He just brought it back to the essence of what it is. And one thing we need to get is he, tro- how many songs were that album? Just to be had 12. Perfect. He didn't overdo it. No 18 song track, no 16 song track. Born Sin was too long. Mm. Four Years Only was trash. And KOD, I feel like there was a few extra songs in that. Do you get what I mean? And yeah. I feel like he always struggled with how many songs to have on that album. Because Cold World Silent Story had a lot of songs as well. So he's always struggled with what's the perfect balance. And I feel like this is finally it. I like, kind of found that he was he'd found that balance after Born Sinner. Nah, because I feel like KOD was... Maybe it's because I thought KOD was whack that it felt long. Mm. But that just me because I, feel, I didn't like it. Well, KOD was 12 tracks as well, but it was a little bit longer. It was def- yeah, it definitely wasn't 48 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, it, yeah, something yeah, like that. Maybe exactly. 10, min- 10 minutes or so Yeah, longer. so I just felt like it felt longer. And also, yeah, man, but he also said it when Cole was talking about it, he said a lot of these songs, no, they weren't written time ago, but the thought process was done a long time ago. So I feel like he's been thinking about making an album like this for a little while where it's just bar heavy. And I feel like he's at a place now where he's content in his career that he can do it. Yeah, I think because he's been in the process of um, prepping for the fall off, which yeah. is supposedly his last album, I think he's been in that state of mind, which is why he's recorded a lot of these yeah. songs that appeared on this album yeah. as well. And I feel like he's just in a place now where he's content with his career mm. and he's, I think he's just good. So do you think when he's not focusing so much on the concepts, like on a KOD? It don't work. It, it, he suffers for it. Don't it don't work. I don't think he could, I don't think, this is not even trying to put Cole in the box. I don't think Cole can, when you try, I think because with Cole and KOD, he tried to produce, he tried to do a concept album, he tried to buy heavy. You you can't do all of that. You're doing too much. You yeah. can't do all of that. You need to. And just, something, something's always going to suffer. Yeah, and it's like either your production because his production KOD wasn't even bad. It's just it was all over the. Do you know what I mean? It just it didn't fit. Mm. So when you try to take on, imagine Kendrick trying to take on everything by himself. A good kid, Mad City. Would we have got a good kid, Mad City? Yeah, sometimes the rapper just has to rap. Just rap. Yeah. Like it, it's you're not a fault for asking for help. Getting mm. a Timbo and a Boy Wonder. Look what it's done for you. Mm. This is his, I'd say this is his most lauded album since 2014. I've never seen him get this kind of praise. I don't think people fucked with For Your Eyes Only and KOD at all. KOD seemed like it came and went. How long did we talk about KOD? It really did come and go. Mm. No one focused on KOD. Still on Platinum though. But that's the thing. That's cold though, isn't it? And that's the thing yeah. about Cole. Yeah. Even though we're not necessarily Interlude talking about him and as much of, of a divisive person he is, he's still very, very successful. So he's in that weird space where he can pretty much do what he wants. He's going to be a divisive figure, but... But whatever he does, it's going to hit. Yeah, but I feel like that's why we got this album is because even though it did sell, Cole, his head's not underground. He knew the feedback that he got. He knew a lot of people weren't here for KLD. That's why I'm, this guy spent like a minute and a half telling people I'm better than you. <laughs> when have we seen Cole that braggadocious? Not since mixtape, Cole. Exactly. I haven't seen Cole just braggadocious like that. Like, yo, you can't fuck with me. And I love it, bro. It's about time he's become brazen with it. And it's like, yo... When you just put pen to paper, there's yeah. not a lot of people that fuck with you. And it's about time people realise that. And I feel like now people are like, they get it. So personally me, it's the best album since 2014 for his Hills. If I had to rank it just off the top, obviously I could look back and change my mind. I'll say it's, I'll say Bonson is his best. And I'll say this it might be second, but it's quick as well. It's only been a date. But it's definitely, it's definitely that Bonson of Forest Hills 
echelon. You're probably gonna like it more the, the more you listen to it. Yeah, well, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, bro, there's, I, I maybe like, I dislike maybe one song. I like 100 M's. It's yeah, the, no, it's his, it's his most, the one I least, I least like, but it's not hell. Do you get what I mean? It's not necessarily hell, but it's just it's just one of the weakest out of them. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, and Amari. Yeah. If I had, to, I love Amari personally. The My Life was sick. Applying pressure, punching the clock. I like the whole um, the story with the Damien Lillard. Even the Pride is a devil, and in the story he told when the, um, someone put a gun on him and the Pride got in his way, he said the same story on Two Face in a uh, Friday Night Lights mixtape. So it's even like the pulling from that story in um, Friday Night Lights and bringing it back now and matching it with a song, bro. He. Yeah, that when tune you, was serious. Yeah, bro. And it's like, because I listened to Friday Night Lights and I recollected the story off Two-Face and I'm like, yo, he told a story there, but then he brought it back here to relate it to that song. Bro, he left Earth, man. He left Earth. 100%. So to me, I think it's a great album. If you could change anything about the album, what would it be? <coughs> That's a good question. Um, I'll get more verses. From other people or from, from him? him? From him. Okay. I feel like some songs where... I think there's like three songs where he literally just gave us one verse. Mm. So I'm like, I wasn't mad at that though. I'm not. I'm just saying if I could change anything, I'll just maybe get an extra verse. But I'm not mad per se. Mm. But it wouldn't be a. Yeah, less is more yeah. sometimes. It works when he does more. He gives us some songs we don't like. And features wise, was was there any other rappers that you would have preferred nah. on some of the beats as opposed to the features that he selected? No, I liked it because little. It's different. The Twenty One Savage and him. They've just got a thing where it works mm. with a lot in this song. And I feel like you said it best. It really does seem like a sequel of the first song. And with the baby one, the reason why I like the baby one so much, I wasn't expecting it. Like mm. I genuinely was listening to the album and it's the way baby slid in the song. I'm like, you know, when it's just the moment gets you. Mm. It's more the moment than anything else. It was the way little baby. And I went, whoa. Yeah, it catches you off guard. Bro, I had to re- literally have to rewind and go, no, 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 we're coming back. <laughs> we're coming back. Let's start it again. And it's just the way he slid into it. And I'm like, I like it, man. Cause it's like, he doesn't, it's a different. Mm. It's easy for Cole to get a bar. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's easy for a Cole to get another Cole. Sometimes it's better to just get the 21 Savages and the babies and show people it can work. I don't always want a Cole and a Kendrick or Cole. Yeah, and okay. Do you yeah. get a bar? So mm. Cole and, bro, everyday rap. Sometimes <laughs> give me a 21 Savage and a little baby in a song. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, when those two worlds meet, it's, more often than not, it works. it's always exactly. good. Exactly. And I feel like with Cole especially, I love it, man. I like it when he does it. So, Personally, me, it might sound like I'm a f- stand, whatever. I think it's a great album. It's definitely his top two, top three. And by the end of it, it might be my favorite. You understand def- today? You understand it's definitely today. getting, it <laughs> definitely might end up my favorite just because the repay value in it is so good. It's a lot. Yeah, the repay value is amazing. Even if you don't like the song, you just go to his verse. Quick. The repay value in this album is ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'd say so too. And it's that mixtape feeling. That's literally what it gives me. It gives me a mixtape feel. Does not give me an album feel when I listen to it. I've been waiting for this as well since 2014. That's a long time, man. Do you know what I'm saying? As a fan. I'm surprised you didn't like, give up on him. Do you remember what I said before this album? Yeah, I think we all were in that position as yeah, well. Yeah, we said it. If this didn't hit, it would we be... I said, yeah, yeah. Oh, if he fails on this album, the conversation changes. And we will say that the day before he come out, if he flops on this album, I remember me and Ozzy and them were saying as well, the conversation in Cole changes a lot. Omar said something funny. Omar goes, if Cole fails on this album, it's Arteta out, but Cole out. Because now <laughs> I'm done. Because it's Arteta route. But how do you, um, how do you, because you're saying fail. Not Ac- fail, but if it was a whack album. According to who? Myself. If I didn't okay. personally fuck with it, then uh. it would have been three in a row that I don't mm. fuck with. Because mm. I 
I really don't like Coyote. Yeah, I think I the really rap. Like I think the rap game in general, if it was a bad album, the people who th- don't like him would just feel more empowered. But he'd still have his fans who'd probably be like, "Yeah, this is dope." So. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like after um, Friday Night Lights, other than Forest Hill Drives, all these albums, there's a, there's there's still a group of people that like the other albums. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of especially with Cole, it's always quite difficult to to completely say, "Yo, this was trash," because there's always like you know. A group of people that be like, no, you're bugging. This is amazing stuff. Do you know what I mean? Do so you think Bonson was what really? Um, I didn't like Bonson. It was too long. Um, and yeah, there was just more mid moments in the album than than the high. So I don't think there's a universally trash J Cole album because I think for your eyes only gets that. But then you know, Ebro called it. Ebro was like, Cole's got four classics in a row. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, I don't agree with him, obviously, but you're right. I guess who does? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I was gonna say for your eyes only, but. Ebron Rosenberg called it a classic. Yeah, nah. But, you know, what do they know? But now to the main event. Say that again. Don't do that. Come like WrestleMania. After after, after months of J. Cole bashing. WrestleMania 17. After months of J. Cole critique. After months of smiling while critiquing J. Cole. Months. Bro, when did we have Cole? Cheesing and everything. Months. When did we have Melo on the podcast and he shitted on Cole? Oh, man. This was last year, I want to say. Come on, fam. This guy... Or even a year before. His anti-Cole agenda has been <laughs> and it, yeah, and, it even go, and, it, and it even goes back to the episode with Rich. Shout out Rich. Um, we had, it was a whole topic. <laughs> this guy's anti-J. Cole agenda has been spewing. But all of that has led to this moment. So now... And the devil is alive, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Peter, in front of the whole world. Oh, man. Talk to me. What did you think, as the J. Cole hater, what did you think of the off-season? I'm gonna scrap this guy if he says <laughs> No, I think positivity's coming. I have faith. Um, what did I think of the album? I've listened to the album three times. Um, unfortunately, I weren't really able to sit with it as long as I would have wanted to. Um, you know, let me go through it track by track, and then okay. I'll give my overall feel of the album. Um, so, '95 South. Um, I thought the flow on the first verse was like that was fucking top notch. That's 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 the type of code that I love listening to. Um, I'm like you, I don't really like the, the double time thing that he tries to do. Do you know what I mean? But I don't really like that generally. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that tune. I thought Cam, Cam being on a track was a bit... I thought he was going to love that. Do you know, I thought it was awkward because I wouldn't pair them together. I wouldn't pair them together. I either. didn't, yeah, but I thought... You know what I mean? I don't the, know how much you like Cam. Yeah, the tune itself, because I, I feel like they might have sampled Jay-Z, Jay-Z you don't did, know, did, innit? He did sample Jay-Z. So, because that's like a sound reminiscent of early Rockefeller, it kind of makes sense for Cam to speak on that. So I can imagine, like, so I understand why he got Cam on that, but typically I wouldn't put Cole and Cam together. So when I heard these words, I was like, oh shit. It made sense, but it didn't make sense. Yeah, if it was anyone but Cole, I would have been like, yeah, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling Cam talking crazy. (laughs) But because it was Cole, I was kind of like, I didn't know how to receive it. But that track, though, I really liked it, though, man. That was like a nice way to introduce the album. So I was like, all right, cool. Is this what, you, this is what you're trying to do? Okay. All right, fam. Let's, let's, let's go, innit? Okay, good start. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, I, I like it. And then um, when I heard Little John's voice on it, I was a bit confused, but I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, this, this kind of works. Because he's from the South as well. So I was like, all right, yeah, no, this kind of works. So I was like, all right, cool. And then um, second track, Amari, um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I know Timberland produced it. Um, so I was really disappointed. Same. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I was, you can keep that track. I've got nothing to say on that. I just don't like the track. Um, and in my life with 21 Savage and, and More, bruv, that tune made me feel like I want to go check out 21 Savage's music. Because that verse that he dropped was sick to me. Like I really enjoyed it. 
And not to say that Cole's obviously the better rapper, but I just enjoyed 21 Savage's verse way more. It just hit me way more. Yeah, his pen's but, definitely got better, yeah. bro. But Cole, Cole floated on that, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he went in. And I like Murray. I'd never heard of him before, you but don't. he did well on the hook. Um, 21 has this ability. Even if he's going up on a track with rappers that are better than him, I've always stood in the show. Mm. His ad as well. He's got the ad libs unlocked. He's got his... I didn't know Definitely check out his last album. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check him out because I haven't really listened. To, I haven't listened to anything really oh, of, yeah. of 21 Savage. Maybe the Allot song that Cole, him and Cole did. Yeah. But I'm not. And he's from London. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> can we stop doing that? Can we say, can we claim him? No. We can't claim one no, of us. We, we, we he's not claiming nah. us. Why should we claim we him? Claim, we, we, we can't claim nah, one of us. As, nah, do you mean, nah. fam? I think he's Nigerian, though. Is he Nigerian? I think, I think he's so, Nigerian. Yeah, because yeah, he, um, he, um, he practices a religion called Ifa, which is um, traditional Yoruba. Religion, oh yeah, so. and his dad's meant to be someone. I don't know what it is, but his dad's meant to be someone yeah, in Atlanta. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, I like that song. Man, Cole sounded very hungry. He sounds like um, he's got a point to prove. So I was really, I really enjoyed his rapping on that. Um, and then applying pressure, which was self-produced, um, and I love the beat. Uh, so that was my first surprise because I don't really like it when Cole produces for himself, but I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought the beat was like quite simple, but really effective though. Do you know what I mean? So it was perfect for what he was doing, like um, flow-wise, cadence-wise, and rhyme-wise. Um, and I, thought, I just thought the, the rhyming on that was, was world-class, bruv. He was, he was spazzing on that. Do you know what I mean? So we're at track four. World-class. And I'm feeling good about the album so far. Do you know what I mean? I'm feeling like, all right, cool, cool. I think this is what I've been trying to like pull from you with my loud critique. Because I'm not going to call it hate because it's coming from a place of love. Do you know what I mean? So... I was like, all right, cool. Track four, I'm feeling it. And then um, Punch on the Clock, track five, um, which was produced by Tay Beast. I think he produces for TDE quite a lot. Um, and I liked it. I liked the beat. And um, I enjoyed the storytelling on that. Um, and I, I liked what Cole was doing on that. So that's another track that I enjoyed. So I was like, okay, cool. Track five, all right, cool. Then we get to um, 100 mil with Baz. I know what's coming. And I just, I just thought it was horrible, man. <laughs> Literally, what, look what I have here as well. I got a bar heavy, but it's meh. <laughs> Fam, I just, I just, I just thought that the whole tune was just horrible, bruv. Like, the rapping was cool, but nah. Um, and it kind of felt like, and I don't, Cole doesn't really do this, and he probably doesn't even need to, but it kind of felt like it was an attempt at trying to be current to fit into the the soundscape of what is prominent today. So I just weren't feeling it, man. So yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, and I'm not with Cole with the melodic rapping. I'm just not. With, yeah, um, and then we go to Let Go of My Hand. And this is where I started getting a bit worried and it kind of fell into like the critique that I always have for Cole because that track was just boring for me, man. Like that beat was very typical of something that I would expect to hear on a J. Cole track, on a J. Cole album. So that, that even what he was talking about was, was, was cool, but the overall track, I just did not like, man. Like I just, actually no, let me not say I didn't like it. I was just indifferent with it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not a bad song but I just weren't it's just whatever. it just did yeah it just didn't do anything for me you know what I mean so I was a bit disappointed with that because I saw Black who's who's featured on that and I like him a lot so I thought well you know what, this might be interesting um but yeah just not for me and it was produced by T minor so that might make sense I still I weren't really moved by it. 
Um, Full circle. Yeah, and then the interlude, which was the first song that was released from the album, but I hadn't listened to nothing. Have you not listened to the interlude? Bro, no. Nah. Oh yeah, because you said you, you want to stay with You know what? Yeah, yeah, whenever yeah, like, yeah. it's an album, I don't like listening to songs, singles. Yeah, so I just wait till the album comes. So when I heard it, I was like, yo, this is fire, bro. I swear. I love the interlude, bro. I loved it. I was like, oh shit. And I feel like I really enjoyed the bounce that it had. And Cole, I don't really know Cole for the bounce type thing. I don't know he was doing that on KOD and that, but I weren't really expecting it on this album. So when I got to that interlude, I weren't expecting it. So I was like, yo, this is fire. I really like this. Your boy produced that as well. Who? T-minus. Oh, did he? What, interlude? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's surprising. Um, and then, um, yeah, we get to track 10, The Climb Back. That's my favourite song on the album. That 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 Everything about that song is excellence, bro excellence like he was that first verse that pocket that he found on that first verse bruv oh my did god did you listen to the climb back before sorry no okay no 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 everything i heard on the album was the first time when i listened to the album but yeah when i was into that track i was like, oh my god this is fucking phenomenal bro that first verse though like just the way he was because he i think the second verse he sped up you know what i mean so that so that's why i differentiate that from the first verse but on that first verse bruv oh my god like that's the perfect that's him rhyming perfectly from flow to pronunciation, to cadence, to rhymes. Like, that's that's the cold that I love. That's what made me fall in love with him in the first place. Do you know what I mean? And just like, oh, he was barring, man. He had a bar where he was like, address me like a goat, like they call Chief Keith Sosa. I was like, all right, yeah, man. Talk that talk, fam. Because that's because that's what I like. Do you know what I mean? That's what I always want from Cole, but I just don't really ever get it as often as I would like. Um, and then we get to track 11, Close, which I, which I really enjoyed as well. Got not too much to say, but I just really enjoyed the track. And then the last song, um, Hunger on the Hill, which was produced by Boy Wonder, it took me a couple of listens. Because the first time I wasn't sure. Like it wasn't I knew it wasn't bad, but I just didn't I didn't know if it was pulling anything from me at all. So I kind of felt indifferent. When I got to like the second or third listen, I was like, all right, yeah, no, I like this. This is a good song, man. So overall, bro, Cole Dunn did it, man. It's a good okay, album, bro. Okay, okay. Cole Dunn, Dunn did, did it. it. Okay. <laughs> he done did it, bro. No, it's a really good album, Can man. Can we do that round of applause, please? I feel this fits. I feel like this fits a round yeah, of applause. Yeah, 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 this fits yeah, yeah, yeah. a round right, of applause. Cole done did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it, it fits coming, though. Coming from, the, coming from the mouth of Peter. <laughs> he done did yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, bro, I really enjoyed this album, man. I really enjoyed it. Like, I'm looking forward to going back and listening to tracks. And it's been a while since I felt like that about any Cole album. Pulled out the bag. Yeah, he did it, man. It's a really good album, man. Really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just happy that he's gotten to this point. You know, like I've been. What do you think got him here? Um, I think the fact that he's on his way out. I think he probably was reflecting on like the legacy he's about to leave, um, and I think yeah, he's, he's still got a bit more to prove, and he kind of feels like he's on his way out. Let me just, you know what I mean, like, do you believe that he's on his way out? Though, yeah, man. yeah. I think because he's been flirting with that. Um, what all rappers do, not isn't it? <laughs> no, nah, but, I mean. but the whole fall off idea. He's been flirting with that for a minute. But I feel like anyone that announces they're not long for the game, more often than not aren't that not long for the game, if mm. you see what I mean. Yeah. They always come back after max a couple of years. You but know I, what I, mean? I think Cole's going to be, I think after the fall off, I don't think we're going to see Cole, and I'm going to cut you off that way. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see Cole every three, four years, put it that way. I think Cole- I think we're going to see him very rarely after that. Like yeah, I think very, because, very, very because of the type of rapper Cole is, I actually believe him. Like he's he's aloof anyway. He's off grid when he's not really doing music. What do you know what I mean? So playing basketball in- where Yeah, I'm saying? So Rwanda. Rwanda. Yeah, so I, I, I believe him. Do you know what I mean? So um, it kind of it kind of makes sense, but yeah, I think he's still probably feeling like he's got a tad bit to remind people of and prove. That's yeah. um, 
I don't know why it's taken him so long to get to this point though. Like just as far as quality, because he's always had it in him. And like, I know it sounds like, you're yeah, all joking that. And I love getting onto Cole just because his fans are diehards. Like Cole, because okay. Cole fans and Eminem fans are like the most enjoyable to wind up in it. And I'm, a, and I'm a big Cole fan. I always have been. Do you know what I mean? You're also so, a wind-up merchant. Yeah, for sure. But the reason why I get onto him is because it's frustrating, bruv. Like, J. Cole is so frustrating because of how talented he is. I always say that, like, um, the, the, the position that Kendrick holds was initially his. I always felt that way. Like, for me, Cole was the one. Because before Kendrick came into the picture, it was Cole and Drake. Kendrick came out of nowhere sort of thing, innit? Do you know what I mean? So, like, when, like, he... When you see someone with that, like, that pool of talent that he's got, and he's like releasing mediocre music. And yeah, it's artistic expression, but for me, it's just, it's samey, it's boring, and it's just like dull. Do you know what I mean? If when you see someone that rhymes as, like to a high level as him, it's just like, yo, bro, like, come on. But I think it goes back to Mo's point about him being too much in his head and trying to execute his own version of what he thinks his music should be. Not necessarily taking in the signs that maybe he should branch out here, yeah. you know, work with a producer here or work with an artist here sort of thing. He was very much on this road to just kind of do things by himself, mm. which, you know, depending on how, what side you're on, whether you're the stand or hater, it's either affected him greatly or affected him badly. So I think it goes back to that, like mm. him being in too much control of his own narrative and not letting the reins off to someone else sort of thing. And also, so, sorry, Mo, go on. No, no, cool, cool. I think even with that, um, he, cause he's got such a loyal fan base as well and they support everything he does, him finding success in those mediocre moments hasn't helped because had he not been as successful as he had been with those mediocre albums, he would have felt like, yo, I've got to step it up. But when, you, when you're being, when you're successful, you not you don't always feel like, yo, I've got to improve. You kind of feel like, you know what? No, I'm doing sick. Yeah, just This thing you know just, what? do you know what I mean? So, you're yeah. definitely justified. Do you know what's weird though? I don't think this is an album for, this is definitely not the album for a mainstream artist. I think this is a weird album, if that makes sense. But I don't like, think Cole makes no, albums for the mainstream but though. Forest Hills was definitely a mainstream album. Thousand percent it was. Bro. How so? Wet Dreams. What, what was no, the single? Models. Well, not, no role models, Wet Dreams. Bro, they're raw. That, they don't sound like typical singles, bro. But this is so different. You can't pick out a single with this album, to me. Interlude is not a single. It just goes down the to climate. how accessible yeah, an album so sounds. Like, Obviously, Forest Hills sounds a lot more accessible yeah, than this. Yeah, this is, this is a... It's a especially in terms of subject matter and stuff. Um, Hello, apparently. Like, those are tunes that, you know... It's very easy to sell. Yeah, they, they could play on radio, yeah. for, for instance. I and I'm sure they did. Um, whereas a tune on in, on this album, any of the tunes on this album, maybe not so much. Bar the Little Baby and maybe the 21 Savage one, I can't see. I think it's, this is one of my favourite albums, but I think it's, in a mainstream way, so hard to place, if you get what I mean. Like, I don't know if your everyday J. Cole fans going to like the album. I think we like it, and I feel like the mellows and the means of the world are going to like it, because we appreciate maybe the bar heaviness in it. But, the everyday Cole fan, I don't know if they're gonna fuck with this album. Really? Yeah, because the everyday Cole fan don't look at bars but like that. Because if where did the everyday Cole fan come from? Silent story, right? Would you say so? I think Cole Cole leaped from there when comes Silent Story. He didn't. He had fans, mm. but Silent Story definitely took him to work out, put him on work out, put him on another pedestal. Mm. That's where J Cole started selling out all two arenas and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know if they're gonna appreciate this album the way maybe we do. Uh, I don't think he's looking at, I generally think this one, he's just placating to people that appreciate J. Cole for rapping. Mm. But I also feel like J. Cole's mainstream, whatever he does. Yeah. I think he's in this same spot as Kendrick to where wherever he drops, the mainstream are going to feel it regardless. So he's in a nice position that way. Whether the music sounds accessible or quote unquote mainstream um, is another thing. But whenever he drops, 
people know about yeah, it. Yeah, the game knows about album, it, yeah, sort of thing. So in that respect, he's kind of almost transcended the usual parameters of having to be mainstream, i.e., dropping a pop track or a radio hit or whatever. He's in a position now where he doesn't need to do that, and whatever he does will pretty much turn to gold mm. when it comes to yeah, charting, yeah. when it comes to radio play, all that stuff as well. So mm. he's in a nice spot. Um, but I don't know if they're gonna like it. It's so hard to explain. J Cole's gonna sell no matter what. Mm. I just don't know if the core are gonna like it. I, th- I don't. I think that's quite surprising, man. I don't know because if the, I, I don't know if they're gonna. Did they like KOD? It. I think they're not gonna rank it as highly as we do. So what what will stop it from being ranked higher? I think just, I think that everyday rap fans are gonna love it because of the bar heaviness. I'm saying I don't know if everyday Cole fans look at that. If that makes sense. That's fine, but honestly, sorry. But yeah. I might be wrong. But I'm just saying I don't know. This is the most bar heavy Cole's been in that album to me. But that's not what makes this album so good though, because like. For all my my cold critique, man, like his 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 levels of rhyming is never like it's never like suffered. So that's not it. It's just there's a there's a feel for this. Because I was saying to uh, my boy Freddie on the way on the way back from Bristol that like even though there are moments on a lot of songs that I may not have enjoyed, there's a feel in this album that is a bit more important than some of the music on it. And that's what sometimes can attribute an album to being really good. And the reference to that is on Illmatic for for instance, yeah. I don't ever hear anyone saying, yo, I'm going to listen to one time for your mind. True. But, but it fits in perfectly because of the feel for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there are, even though there are moments on this album that I don't enjoy, it fits the album. feel. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. And this is, it's just, I think this is the, oh, it's so hard to explain. I think it's the, it's a weird kind of album. So ultimately you think this is going to divide Cole fans? I think, yeah, I don't think, I don't, I I personally wouldn't say a lot of Cole fans are going to fuck with it. I mean, that's the Cole correspondent. Like, how did they, this is not BBC News, bro. No, 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 this is BBC News. This is not BBC News. This is Fayette, this is reporting live from Fayetteville. What did, what did, what did the Cole fans think of KOD? I mean, I don't know. I just feel, oh no, I think a lot, I think a lot. No, I think Cole fans liked KOD. I think a lot of Cole fans were in denial about KOD. Um, Why would they not like this one then? It's not that I don't think they're going to like it. I just think they're going to be, do you know how we're passionately, put it this way, do you know how we passionately love it? Mm. I don't know if they're going to be the same. So it's That's a the thing of, you didn't give me what I wanted. Yeah, I don't think they, the way we love it, I don't know if you're everyday cold right. fan, which I, I guess I we don't, I guess we don't care about because mm. we know what we like and we know yeah. what your everyday rap fans like. And we know, not saying every cold fan, but like, bro, I've gone to cold concerts and I've seen cold fans. You can't tell me half of them. Like, true story, me and Mia went to a cold concert. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. There was two people there. I know for a fact they won't fuck with this album. Mm. I know it. I, I purposefully haven't read any reviews. I don't know any. Like other than, other than you two, I haven't listened to anyone else's opinion on this album because pur- purposefully. So like, um, what's what's the word like on he's Twitter? Getting, and that? Nah, he's getting rave reviews. Well, someone tweeted, is it too early to call it a classic? Yeah, um, I saw that. That's sickening. Ebro called it a classic. He called this album Ebro a classic. Called it, Ebro has tweeted, he's got four classics in a row. There you Rosenberg go. said he hit. Roosevelt said it hit. The general consensus is, is this is it. He done did it. Yeah. Okay. But classic, I don't think anyone's used that word. You can't, bro. It's been a day. Mm. But besides, you know, some Ebro and them look like to jump, I guess, and it's just mm. in their blood. Mm-hmm. But Plus, they're, sh- they're not necessarily shock jocks, but they say these sort yeah. of things to be in the conversation. Yeah. Mm. But Cole, give, Cole gave me what I wanted, man. Mm. This is all I've wanted from Cole. The feel of the album, yeah. the, his, his, it, the way he went into the album. Everything that played a part of the album, he gave me everything I wanted. The lead up to it, the interlude, the climb back, everything that he, everything I kind of was waiting for, he gave to me. So mm. I can't, I have no complaints, man. This is it. He done yeah. did it. No, it, do, it does sound like it's the beginning of the end, though. 
So that, that kind of answers my next question. Where does he go from here? Yeah, it does sound like it's the beginning of the end. I think that next one, I'll, I think it'll be his last one. And I think that's okay. Yeah, it's very okay. I mean, I yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. a rapper's album span more time, you're not getting, you're very lucky to get past like seven or eight, really, if you're a rapper. I think some of the rapping on this album reminded me that he is probably lyrically top 50. All time. Yeah. I, I got because I was hesitant at putting him in there. It reminded top, me top fifty, top sixty for sure. I definitely won't argue that. And for it, sure. And it reminded me where he stood in his era as well. Just just rhyming, not accomplishments. Because yeah, accomplishments, no. he's probably way he's a bit higher. Yeah, just bars. Just, just bars, bars only. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me where he stands in his climate as well. Yeah, because he was talking to me on some of them, some of them tunes for sure. Because I at you, yeah, for one hundred percent. And I was, oh, that's fine. I don't mind. But, um, he was at him in applying pressure, wasn't he? He definitely was <laughs> definitely applying pressure. What, that minute and a half? That was, bro, what He was talking to you when, he was doubt, when you were doubting him about what he'd do. So he actually go do what he had to do to show you bro. that he'd do what he'd do. He just said do a lot. That was, that was actually quite good. He, he said do That's, a lot. Yeah, well, I noticed yeah, that. That was quite good. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, bruv, I thought this album was going to be mid. I'm not going to front. I, I, I expected it to not be anything that would move me. And there was even a part of me that didn't even want to like it. And see, this is what I wanted. This <laughs> is what I was. So what does that make you? What does that make you? Um, it just makes me someone that enjoys. So if you don't no, want to no, like see, an album, no. what are I, you? No, 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 no. I just enjoy getting onto people. No, if you see? don't want to like an album, what no, I didn't want to like it because I knew that if I didn't like it, yeah, I'd have way more like vim and oh, fight yeah, for both yeah, of you yeah, in it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because so it would just be it would just be way more fun. I mean, I lucky, I lucky wanted the vim to be fair. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. As soon as I heard the album, I was prepared to fight today. <laughs> I was prepared to scrap because I was like, if Peter comes to me and said this album ain't it, for your buggy, fam, it's mad because when, like, when my boy first played it, I was like, All right, cool, and then he was like, what? That's it? Yeah, don't do that because <laughs> no, I generally thought he was gonna come. This is what I thought. Yeah, might as well say it. I thought Pete was gonna come and be like, yeah, the album was the album. <laughs> I generally nah, thought he was gonna be like, I thought he was gonna say it's horrible. So. But I've just proved to you, the man, that I can't be a hater then. No, and, I, and I'm truthful. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've got no issues with like- But then I'm not a Stan. Cause I've said these albums, he's got two albums that are very, one's whack and one's meh. No, all right. Stan's probably not the right word, but I'm you're a you're big, you're big, you're a big Cole fan. fan. Yeah, you're a big Cole yeah, fan, fan, man. At the same time, I can admit where yeah. the lapses are. But yeah. this generally gave me, the reason why I like this so much is that mixtape. I still want him to like, use m- way more variety of producers though, man. I feel like team. He needs to stay away from team. I think. He, I think he pulls those producers into his world, but they make his world just a little bit more interesting. Yeah, because on most of the tracks, like just reading the credits and that, he has some sort of co-production. So he he touches it even yeah. once they've produced the, the base of the, the songs. But I still would like to see him like mess with a Mad Lib or an Alchemist, um, or wh- whomever else, maybe a Static Selector, like or mm-hmm. I don't know, Primo. Just havoc. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, like just anyone. Yeah, man. Just maybe Derringer. Just like some more people. Do you know what I mean? Because like even when he has branched out, it's still like a small. It's like a secret society. There's not many producers that he's allowing in that bubble. Well, now that he's kind of branched out production-wise on this album, maybe the fall-off will be even more ambitious in that respect. Right. And yeah. obviously, now we look forward to that um, while we take in this album. So, Cole, if you're listening, you done, done a good it. job. You done did it. <laughs> you done a good job. Um, keep it up and. If the fall off is your last album, then you've at least given us one good album um, over the last what five year stretch to see us through. So yeah. long may it continue into the last one. I feel like Cole and Drake are dropping. I mean, I'm um, Kendrick and Drake are dropping the shit, man. Drake definitely is. I think Drake's album. You know what? Let me chill. Certified lover boy. It's gonna be um, 
and Kendrick. I hope so. Yeah. I think Kendrick's going to drop this year. Yeah. I think, I think so. that was my hot take. Remember when? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think so, man. I mean, you're a third of the way there, so. And Drake definitely is dropping. Drake's definitely dropping. Mm. Certified. That home record. Yeah. Like, he ruined the relationship after eight years before we move. But yeah, for context audience, um, Drake basically invited a couple over to his studio sessions for Allegedly. Sort of Allegedly. <laughs> Um, invited this couple um, to the studio sessions for Certified Lover Boy. Um, one thing led to another. This couple had been together for eight years. They are now no longer together because the man in the relationship suggested that Drake stole this girl. And it's a bit mud. So where does Cole go from here? Retirement. No, as in, what's the next step? This next album, does he stay on the same page? or? I think it'll be a lot more ambitious. Especially if he in his heart thinks this is going to be the last one. Um, what that looks like and what that's going to sound like, I don't know. But I, I imagine there's going to be a couple concepts in there because it is the fall off. So I imagine that's going to be kind of conceptual. But um, I genuinely don't know, man. I think this album, as good as it is, it has thrown a spanner in the works as far as, obviously it's not a typical cult album where he produces everything. It's just him and everything like that. So with this new album, it's hard to, it's hard to tell what's going to happen in the next one. But I kind of welcome it. That unpredictability. Yeah. yeah. Um I, I want him to kinda like just like pull back on the double time flows. Yeah. And um, the auto tune. Yeah, the auto tune. Um stay away. Yeah. And yeah, well, then we'll be all right. What about you, Mo? Um, yeah, same thing you lot said. I just kinda want the main thing with me and Cole is kinda look what you're capable of when you let other people kinda do mm-hmm. their job. You don't need to do so much. Because if you, I watched the documentary lead up to this because I haven't watched the HLD documentary or the Fire Eyes Only whichever one he done but I watched it for this one just because of the podcast and then even the way he went into this he stripped everything back he went back to New York he stayed at the crib the Hams crib he used to stay at before he stripped it all back all he done was just bar heavy that's all he done just wrote go to the studio wrote go to the studio he didn't really whereas the last few albums I think he was just in the studio doing the production then going to the booth doing the production then going to the booth this one he stripped it all back and allowed help Mm. And the minute you allow help, bro, look what you're capable of. Imagine Kendrick just producing every single song and then also barring. You're not but super. We're saying all this, but we're not saying that you can't be self reliant in that respect. It's just being self reliant for Cole hasn't necessarily worked for our tastes. But you can definitely be, if anything, if you are a rapper that can produce beats like that, especially on this album, like you're ahead of the game, really and truly. Like you got one up on everybody else. Yeah, salute to you, but just kind of have, like you said, but just no one to pull, just no yeah. one to pull back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as um his retirement is seeming like it's pending, is there any other features or collaborations that you want him to do before it's over? I want official Nas one. Another J feature, that'd be good. Yeah, mm. I hate just it. to check I in. Hate it, nice watch. Another Kendrick, obviously. I want a Nas one, an official mm. one. Wouldn't mind Drake. Mm. Um, and I think I'm good, man. Yeah. Any UK artist? No, nah, absolutely not. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe Sims, but. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I would want him and Nas just because of what Nas Dan gave me when Nas replied. Mm. Got goosebumps the first time I heard that. So if they officially had a song together, mm. it would have been mad. But yeah, I don't think he needs a lot of features yeah, to nah. accentuate something. I think He's with this album, that don't need it. there were there were just enough. So mm. on the next one, if there's like five or six, calm. Yeah, because even if I th- when I'm looking back at his career now, he's rhymed with pretty much like most of them, like yeah, the legends or people that are going to be considered legends. Like, do you know what I mean? So he's had, and he had a whole year and a half when he. Featured on all the new artists' song as well. Yeah. Then he had that before mixtape era. He was with Common. He's got a song. Mm. Jay Lek, I think he's got a song with as well. He's been 
Nah, he's been uh, around. Jay Z, sorry. So he's been around. Mm. So I guess now he can just kind of take that time to chill. I'm glad. Uh, I, I love the fact that he did his whole album by himself. In terms of there was no features. I'm glad he actually just gave us features this time. Yeah, like, it was refreshing. Yeah, he needed to freshen that up. Yeah, because he had three albums in a, what For, Forest Hills, KOD, and For Your Eyes Only have never had features. I'm, I'm platinum. Salute to him, but it's a new. You need it sometimes. Hundred percent. Well. Shout out to Cole, man. Um, you done did it you in done the words of Peter. Looking forward to hearing what's next um, and looking forward to see if there's a stream for this um, Rwandan basketball team that he's playing for. I'd love to watch yeah, him play. Tomorrow. I've never actually watched he's, him play. He's, he's, start, he's playing tomorrow. Okay. So, <laughs> by the, so by the time this goes out, yeah. it would have been it would have been and gone. So hopefully hopefully you've done well. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Hopefully it's on YouTube. He's facing Nigeria, right? Yeah. To be fair, I hope we spank him. Um, <laughs> so you lot played America once and they got into your ass, bro. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I remember Michael Blackson saying that um, Andre Iguodala is a uh, traitor. <laughs> but yeah, we move. We move. Anyway, guys. to Cole. <laughs> gave me what I wanted, bro. Thank For real. Hey, man. Right, cool. It was we... tough being a Cole fan up until this album, you know. Can't lie to you. It was tough. Well, for you. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's still, he's still got improvements to make, man. Hey, but see, why can't you let it go? Oh, because I've given it. No, listen, no. I've been trying to move on for time. But this, is what I'm, but this is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, the world is like, we come from a world of balance, isn't it? Yeah. There's yin, there's yang. There's pros, there's cons. There's positive, there's negatives. <laughs> so I'm giving him praise. <laughs> I've got to give him critique and hate. So what's the critique? <laughs> what's the critique? Don't double time flow, bruv. Why are you so angry? Just, that's it. Uh, I'm with that. I'm with that, to be fair. You know so, I mean? Yeah, we move. That's all. All right, guys, let's move on to the next topic. So what we want to do now is basically talk about an institution in hip hop that has been around pretty much since the beginning um, as a way of showing the wave as far as the next big things in the game, um, a way for people to get their music out, to get their bars out. We're talking about the mixtape. Now, the mixtape has been around for a while and over its, what, 30 plus year lifespan, the definition of what it is and what it can mean and what it can be has has changed over time, especially with the birth of the digital age. Um, so now I guess what we want to talk about now is how important the mixtape still is in the modern day. Um, there are a lot of different views as to why they are and why they aren't, uh, which we're going to get into now. So boys, in 2021, do we think that the rap mixtape is as important now as it was Back in the day? Um, that's a good question, bro. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it will never not be important, man. Because even though it's seeming as though more artists are doing things independently, there's still those artists that are signed to majors that are having issues with those labels. So when you're going through the process of like putting together an album and... Um, an instance of J. Cole where his first album took time to come out because the label felt like he didn't have a single. That's still something that happens today, isn't it? So um, whilst you're having, whilst you're politicking with the labels and that, the mixtape allows you to kind of still hone your craft a bit and express yourself and feed your fans. So with that being said, I don't think mixtapes will never not be necessary because um, you still need to kind of like perfect shit whilst you're still trying to sort out your album and that and even if you are an artist that's got albums out and shit like you can still just drop a mixtape that maybe isn't as commercial as your label release and you can still kind of feed a certain core of your audience that look for a certain thing from you that may not appear on the album so yeah I, I would say they're important I think it's interesting how like they've mixtapes have developed though 
and how they've changed. Yeah, I mean, to that point, I feel like mixtapes nowadays, as much as on one side, they can be that medium through which rappers can practice, they can hone their skills and stuff. It's also a way for people to just get music out, just to show their powers, even if it's not necessarily on a practice thing. I think nowadays, especially on a label perspective, mixtapes are getting released more commercially, um, and that's just a way to feed the fans while they prep for the actual full-length album. Um, and that mixtape at that time will be like, this is what I'm on. It won't necessarily be, well, if you're like a lyrical rapper, then it means something different. But if you're more of a commercial rapper who doesn't necessarily take rapping as seriously, maybe you came up the internet age, you had one song, you blew up, you signed a label and stuff. The mixtape is just a way, or even to a lesser extent, the EP is a way for you to just showcase, all right, this is my first bit of music. Here you are. Not necessarily on a practice thing. Mm. Um, so the definitions of mixtapes and what they can do and who they can serve have definitely changed. I agree with you. They, they're always going to be important to that end because it all leads up to something bigger. Mm. Um, and the mixtapes, as well produced as they are now, as, as much as they may sound like albums now, if it's still being referred to as a mixtape, then it's a stepping stone to a bigger thing. Mm. So there's, that's always going to be important and that's always going to be necessary, especially as we have waves and waves of new rappers coming through that maybe might not necessarily have access to labels and stuff. And the only thing they can do is drop a mixtape, put on that piff and grow their audience that way. So mm. for that reason alone, they're always going to be very, very important. Do you think EPs are replacing the mixtape? In a sense, yeah. I think it's a difficult one because EPs have been around for as long as mixtapes have. Um, I think with EPs, there's less work to be done because obviously an EP can only be like, what, 20 minutes in length, Mm -hmm. how many tracks it is. Um, So in a sense, from a commercial standpoint, you yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also think it depends on the rapper. If you're more of a commercial rapper, if you're more of a mainstream rapper, the EP is definitely more of the route that you're going to go down rather yeah. than a mixtape. Yeah. Whereas if you're more underground, you're going to try and put out as much music as you can and build the audience that way. Whereas if you're doing an EP, you're drip feeding. Mm. You're drip feeding the streets um, and prepping them for something bigger. I don't, yeah, I don't think... Sorry. sorry, no, I'm going, bro. No, I was going to say I agree with you guys. Um, I don't think mixtapes ever going to die just because mm. of what you get from it. Like, like you said, if there's artists that's got issues with a record label, and they need to tour. If they can't drop an album, you need mm. a mixtape to just feed the streets. And I feel like the younger audience are always gonna give the mixtape out. Like Little Baby and was it their baby and the gunner or baby and who was it? Gunner and Little Baby. Little Baby, yeah. They had a bigger song that year. Mm. And that came from a mixtape. So that's never gonna stop. And the way the younger audience are now, I feel like the younger artists as well, the way they collab is through mixtapes. Yeah. Dirk and Baby's got someone coming out in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's never gonna end. The question is, is it as important as it was when we was growing up? But I feel like it's changed because when we was growing up, it was the underground rappers and the bars that gave us mixtapes sometimes. Like a Joe Budden. Everything that I've listened to came from a mixtape. Mm. Whereas maybe it's now going towards where even established artists are still going to drop a mixtape regardless. Mm-hmm. And but you saw back in the day, like the mixtapes were a collection of songs that you weren't going to get anywhere else. So yeah. like Clue tapes, Gangsta DJ Envy tapes, Gangsta Grills. Grills. These are all tapes that, you know, you've locked yourself in probably with a producer or you've made a song and you've sent it to a DJ for them to put into an actual like compilation of tunes. Um, 
and it feeds the streets that way and it kind of builds up your hype. So in that respect, the definition has, has changed, definitely. Yeah, and even on the back of that, man, mixtapes are not mixtapes, bro. Not anymore. No way, yeah. So most of the mixtapes that we call mixtapes today are albums because mixtapes generally weren't, they didn't have original music. It was all somebody else's beats. Do you know what I mean? So like, with that being said, a lot of these artists that are dropping mixtapes today, they're dropping albums that just that just don't have a barcode on it. Do you yeah. know? The, the lines are definitely getting blurred. Yeah, um, for sure. You could definitely just do something as polished as the J. Cole album and call it a mixtape just because you want to call it that. And I think because it's not, I think it's because it's underground as well, you're more inclined to call it a mixtape because like, look at what Griselda do. All the music that they drop are not mixtapes, man. It's, they're albums, but because it's underground, we just we're not seeing it as such. For it, do you know what I mean? So I think like if a label was to get involved more on that front, then things would probably change. I think how we even deep um, a mixtape would definitely change as well. But it's interesting though how like. But do you think it's? I don't mean to cut you off. Mm. Do you think it's changed because because of the way people got away with using other people's music in a mixtape era? Do you think that became an issue with record labels? And it's like, listen, we need to put a pause on people. Laws have definitely tightened like, up. You, was, you know it, what was it Lil um, Wayne? Was it Lil Wayne No Ceilings when he done, what was his mixtape called when he done a few? Was it, I think it was- Probably was, No Ceilings. Yeah, and he done a few No Ceilings, like three or four, I think it was, innit? He done a mixtape like three or four when he just used other people's beats. No, Dedication. Was it, yeah, Dedication. Yeah, dedication so like, series, yeah. yeah. with drama. Yeah. So it's like, maybe the record labels at one point just said, hey, enough's enough, we need to put a, Clamp on. Fam, but you know what happened with that? That's when DJ Drama got raided by the feds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that. I think that's where labels were kind of like, ah, yeah. This what did he get raided in the feds for? Um, the feds for? Basically, um, they were they were accusing him of they, they were trying to push they were trying to sanction him on the RICO on the RICO um, law, which is um, the racketeering yeah. the racketeering law, and that's what like John Gotti and them. That's what they were getting John Gotti and that man on, isn't it? But essentially, they when they raided the studio, they raided all the equipment and like 8,000 CDs, which were essentially mixtapes. So I think that might have been an attempt. To kind of put up. Yeah, because I think it was sanctioned by um, the, I don't want to call them the music governing body, but the RAAA, or RIAA. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was sanctioned by them. So they essentially given the sign off on it. And when when I read that, I was kind of like, right, cool. Then a lot of these labels were probably okay with this yeah, happening as well. They were... So I don't mean to go, it was mm. a recall law and the RIAA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it says here change. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I think with that, the the labels were probably kind of feeling like, hey, yeah, these mixtapes are, it's probably taken away from the albums and that because um, more buzz is, you know, being Country. drawn to these mixtapes than the albums. So the albums are then not selling. So then that's probably why like that was so influential because then there was a period where nobody was doing mixtapes because they were shook. It went dry for years. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It went dry for years. That was like the that was like the ringtone era. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the social boy and mims and that. Oh six, oh seven. Yeah, around yeah, around them times. That's when like it was yeah, it was very quiet. Because people were shook. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's interesting how like when it doesn't benefit the labels, what gets done. Then when it benefits the labels, do you know what I mean? No, because you hit the nail on the head. If it's original music, is it a mixtape? Like Rich Forever. Is that a mixtape? But I'm I'm finding that that state scheme and then do you know what I mean? Stuff that's an album, bro. I think with and streaming, I think has changed shit because when you stream, I think when you stream a mixtape, I don't know if the label still get a claim off that. Well, if I you're remember. if you're an artist, you know, signed to a label and you've dropped a mixtape under that label, then yeah, they're getting whatever they because get. Because Drake, when Drake um finally put so far gone on the streaming sites, was um Universal getting pee from that? Oh, in that respect, I'd have to check what. Because on sport on streaming services you can see the copyright, yeah. And the looking, copyright more often than not is on 
it's the label. Okay. So I'm I looking at rec- yeah, I'm looking at one now. Just the little baby and Gunner mixtape. It came from their record label. Okay. So that Fine. it says by yeah, but that's still record. a subsidiary of whatever whatever company is funding their label, right? Yeah, yeah. It's quality control slash Capital Records in it. Yeah, so, so Capital Records would have got P from that. Would have got P from that, 100%. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, right, and then uh, quality control as well. Because they've re-released it commercially, so they've put a lot of money in, put it into streaming, you know, advertising it, yeah. marketing it in it. That's why and Nicki Minaj mixtape is now on Spotify. And so far, Gum was on Young Money, Cash Money, and Cash Money is universal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, all, it all goes back to universal and the big the big three, Warner, Sony, mm. the big three. Um, but yeah, you're right. I feel like... I feel like I might have contradicted myself because... I initially said that mixtapes will never not be important, but essentially those mixtapes are albums. So maybe, so if that's the case, then the mixtape don't exist no more. Yeah, but if they but, call uh, it, well, in in maybe in its original form, it might not exist as much anymore. But as it's taken on a new definition, as far as you're a new artist, you need to put a bag of music together, but you don't want to call it an album, so you call it a mixtape. Um, have it sort of thing. So in that respect, they are still important as far as like a catapult. Mm. Um, and obviously, even if the al- if the artist says it's a mixtape, but it doesn't sound like one, we're going to question that. But mm. at the same time, if it's being marketed as such, then the commentary around it is going to be, okay, this is a great mixtape. You know, this is this mixtape changed the game sort of thing. So in that respect, if people are going to keep using the name, then they're still going to have relevance in yeah. a sense. Why is the name stuck around that? Yeah, because it elevated from mixtape to flipping mix CD. We, we 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 graduated from tapes time ago, bro. I think mixtape sounds sexy. <laughs> it just sounds better, bro. Like you can't that piff is always gonna have mixtape on top of it, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's never gonna Yeah, mixtape is definitely a... So you can't say a mixed stream. Ew. That just sounds nice. What the fuck is a no, mixed that stream? Sounds, that sounds like that sounds horrendous, man. But I agree. I mean have it, you listened to my mixed stream? Keep that away from me. But yeah, I mean, obviously it can it, it is a cop out for some artists because if you are getting a whole production team, you've created a whole bag, a gag bag of um, <laughs> original music um, and hawking it off as a mixtape. I don't want to say you're, you're insulting our intelligence, but it is a cop out. Mm. Um, but obviously it's a means to an end. Yeah. Um, and you obviously don't see that tape as, in, as as important as what your album will be or what albums will be anyway. So, But you say that, but why is it we've found that there've been cases where mixtapes have been better than albums? They got... Creative, uh, creative control. Mm. I think generally it's because you've got that creative freedom. Mm. I think it's when when it's a mixtape, it's and it's also maybe the production behind it because we're so used to some of the production behind it. Mm. It tricks our mind to where we let the song more because we know where the productions come from, mm. and it's also you're allowed to do what you want with it. So I think when an artist could do what they want, it's part of yeah. if it's original music. Yeah. It's because they could do what they want. I just and I yeah. think if it's songs that we've heard, it's because our mind has programmed us to already like. The production. Mm. So when a cold's got a two face and it's coming from uh, a pop song, I'm already I know where it's come from. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's already mm. it's already got me. Mm. I think it's just less pressure from the artist's perspective because on a mixtape you can pretty much do what you want. Rapidly, if you're a rapper, you can rapidly rap. If you're you know singer, you can just sing, sing, do whatever you want, sort of thing. Whereas on an album, there's an added pressure to kind of a show creative growth, mm. um, b experiment with new sounds whilst C, maintaining your integrity and your essence as an artist. Mm. So in that mix, it does get watered down. It's what we've been talking about with Cole. I feel like with him, he's definitely just tried to do a lot of things by himself and everything else has suffered. So I think with the pressure of having to make an album that is leaps and bounds, a creative evolution from the mixtape, 
it can get to people. Yeah. It can get to people. And sometimes people just prefer, you know, when the chains are off, you can pretty much do whatever the whatever you want and just disband Yeah, exactly. Just ball out sort of thing. Whereas with the album is a little bit more restrictive. Yeah, so it kind of just begs the question as to why people sign to labels. Because if if you need if the money behind you. P. You need the money behind you. You need that machine behind you. I money. think that's changing nowadays though. Yeah, because of Because you can go direct to consumer now. But you still need a machine behind you to yeah, get to the yeah. consumer. Pro- yeah, promotion and that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, we know plants. <laughs> yeah, but not every independent artist is a plant. Not every independent artist is a plant. I've got a question for you guys, though. Go ahead. What would be your top three mixtapes off the top of your head? Oh, I weren't prepped for that. Um, I know, I just thought, let me just throw it out there. Top it? three. I was never really a mixtape guy, though. That's the thing. Oh, for real? Uh, I never yeah. really listened to uh, mixtapes like yeah, that. I was if you saw my that piff collection, bro, it was stupid. Yeah, Climate. I didn't really. Yeah, I, didn't, I never really did that piff or any of them, really, to be honest. I think now I'm catching up on some, but not Sweet. too many. If I was going to do my top three off the top of my head, I'd say um, Little Wayne, Dedication 2, um, 50 Cent and G Unit, 50 Cent is the Future. And then that third one, I think just because of how much I enjoyed it when it dropped. Drake so far gone. Fair enough. But dedication to and so far gone are just proof of just how important mixtapes can still be for very different reasons. With Wayne, it showed that he is the best rapper alive and he is the best at what he's doing at that certain moment in time. Something that might necessarily be as evident with your albums. Whereas with Drake, it introduced us to him. Can I just say though, man, like Wayne was never the um, best, best rapper alive. Just but you believed him when he said it, right? I enjoyed him saying it, but I didn't ever. Really it was the hardest rapper alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the best. Isn't it? Just, yeah. just said. Oh, Jeezy's um, um, Chapel Die, amazing. Oh, fair enough. I've got yeah, similar. I put Mood Music there, too. Mood Music too, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put Mood Music too. I put Rich Forever there, just because mm. I think that fucking mix it was amazing. Mm. Yeah. That. Um. Yeah. His dedication will be there. Um, Get a Girl. Which one? Be there. Which dedication? Dedication two. Okay. Uh, Get a Girl will be there. Friday Night Lights. What will be there? there? Get a Girl. Get a Quran, what yeah. 50? Yeah, that one in the tape. What was, what was, was the song called? Uh, Power, Power the Dollar. It was in the tape. It was in the tape. That was actually an that, album. That was meant to be an album. Was that meant to be an album? Yeah. That was meant to be a debut album. Well, look at you, like teaching me something. But yeah. yeah, that whole that tape will be there for me. Mm. Um, mm. It's just the first song I remember from it. Mm. Um, what else would I put there? That's about it, really. And again, that's another good example with 50 because obviously he was getting ready to drop the album and then he got dropped and pretty much blacklisted. And how did he get back in the game? Mixtapes. Through, through mixtapes. Yeah. So that's another example if you wanted to say why mixtapes are still important because again seasoning you get your name back out there and it prepares you for the main event of what was obviously his debut album as well so yeah yeah but they, they do serve a purpose but again as we've said like the definition has changed um people are using it for different reasons people are dropping them for different reasons um does it carry the essence still um with certain artists no but that's not necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. um because it's just a means to their end of either prepping themselves or, you know, just getting something out there to just feed people. Yeah. Especially in this day and age where everybody wants something new from their artists, even after they've dropped something like a couple of days after. So something like a mixtape or to a lesser extent, again, the EP kind of fuels that, feeds I, them sort of thing. I think because I could go on Spotify and go to um, Drift or Down or whatever, it's just changed it now, isn't it? I don't think if you go to, if you go to a random, a, someone that's younger than us, say, yo, do you know if this is a mixtape or this is an album? They won't be able to sell you. Mm-hmm. Just because of the way we had to download mixtapes, you know what I mean. I mean, mixtapes. And now because it's on Spotify and a lot of, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because they're on Spotify and Tidal, it's also changed it. Because regardless, we're we're getting it, we're paying ten pound a month, mm-hmm. we're getting it. Whether it's an album or it's a mixtape, mm-hmm. we're streaming it. 
So because we're streaming, I think that's also skewed the way people look at it mm. to where if they can tell the difference anymore. That's because all mixtapes are, in terms of production, they're just very high, very well produced generally. Mixtapes, I think that's another thing that goes with mixtapes. You kind of associate with it being kind of raw, kind of grainy, yeah. kind of undergroundy, not quantized, <laughs> you know what I mean? Not produced too well. Just and take stuff. it, innit? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the aesthetic feel of mixtapes has definitely changed. Yeah. Um, I don't know many people who are dropping those dusty mixtapes anymore, you know what I'm saying? Unless they're like producers and they're dropping beat tapes. So how do we, um, what about us in the UK? How do we, um, does mixtapes, do they have the same effect here as they do in the States? To you, man. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. Can I answer my own question? Yeah. Please. Um, I would say, yeah, because a lot of artists can't make albums here, man. <laughs> got cool, keep, it, keep it a buck, man. Um, a, f- a lot of mixed, a lot of albums that have dropped here sound like mixtapes. Yeah. The road rap era was, that was. They, they that were was, all tapes. They, they weren't were, albums. Yeah, they were tapes. Do you know what I mean? The UK album conversations are a whole another one. I think, they start, I think we'll figure it out now. Mm. We'll say that We'll say that for another day. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because I think we're starting to figure it out now. But yeah. I think now though, nowadays anyway, we're in the same boat as the Americans where everything is just so well produced that you can't really tell. Mm. I think, like I said, the roll rap era, you could very much tell. Um, with certain people that might necessarily have the access to, you know, a good enough studio or, you know, producers and stuff. It's, not, it's not even that though. I just feel, sorry to cut you off. I just feel like, um, they either go too far left or too right, too far right. It's not like a nice balance. There's a few that have done it. Sims, Kano, Dizzy, Skepta. They've, they've, uh, Skepta, Asterix. Um, some of them have managed to do it, but the, the others, they either go too far pop or there's not enough, like, it's too bar heavy, not enough, like, music, like, song making, uh, like, shown on it. Um, like, proper records that, you know, outside of their comfort zone. Um, and the others just can't do it. Skepta Blacklisted was one of the best mixtapes this country's ever. He said mixtapes though. Produced. So did he say the album? Um, I mean, he's got some all-time great albums. Which ones are they? All-time great. Konnichiwa. You think that's an all-time, all-time great, great album, bro? has to be. You reckon? Yeah. I'll take it. I'm going to go back to that. I don't, I don't, when I listen to it, I don't remember feeling that way. Yeah, but so you I, think it, I think it, it can make a case. It could definitely make a case. Okay, but Just the point is, we don't have many in the UK. Uh, we'll have to have that conversation, bro. Yeah, we will. Oh. <laughs> we'll save that for another day, yeah. For sure. Yeah, sure. So in closing, mixtapes are, while the definitions of mixtapes have changed, um, they still hold value in the game. They basically. always But it's been blurred between the two. Yeah, it's a sticky one. I think the more time goes on, the more we'll deviate from the original definition of a mixtape. Um and people, it's just it's just going to be a mixtape in name only. Yeah, but because you're streaming it regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we'll we shall see. I don't know really. I don't really know how I feel about that now. But we shall see what happens. All right, guys, let's move on to the final topic, the fun topic for today. So what we're going to do is, um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I told you keep with the lyrics. <laughs> Wait, do that again. So what we're going to do is we're going to take it in turns. So yeah, I sampled your voice. You was using it wrong. You made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. Yes, we are definitely <laughs> just, we are just going to name songs, our favorite songs where it was a hot line somewhere else and it became a hot song. An artist made it a hot song basically. Yeah. So since Peter came up with the topic. <laughs> you want to go first. And so eloquently recited Jay's bars. <laughs> please go first, bro. All right, cool. 
ironically, I've got a Jay Z song. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a song called "The Evils," produced by Primo from Jay Z's first album, Reasonable Doubt. And um, on the chorus, he um, was Primo scratches in a line from Snoop Dogg's "Murder Was the Case," where he says, "Dear God, I wonder can you save me?" And then he um, he scratches in another part um, to to kind of match that from a Prodigy verse on an LL Cool J song where he says, Illuminati, want my mind, soul and my body, secret society, trying to keep the eye on me. So he just scratches that and then that kind of completes the hook. So for me, I just thought that was dope. That was just dope how like you were able to kind of pull from other hip hop songs to make a hook for this track as well. And yeah, it just completed the tune. And when you hear about what, when you listen to what Jay's talking about on that, on that, um, on that song as well, yeah, it just felt very complete. So yeah, that's my pick. Shout out Primo. Word. The God. Um, I'll go next. So I've got a song by Mob Deep featuring Nas and it's called It's Mine. Um, the hook of which is interpolated from um, Brandy and Monica's The Boy Is Mine. So The Boy Is Mine originally says, y'all need to give it up. Have you had enough? It's not hard to <laughs> y'all see. Y'all need to give it up. Had about enough. Da, 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 the boy is mine. Can you imagine? I like the way you went. Because no one knows. <laughs> no, 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 no. But here's the thing. I was about to say the line, and then he goes and says. Da, 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 da. I like it. The way he went. So if he had let me talk, you he would have. He would have been off. able to but sing it. Monica off. and Brandy were going in on that. Bro. They were you know, going. You know they scrapped it for the award show. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So there's an award show. They performed that song live. Just quickly. There's an award show where they perform their live. <laughs> Brandy looks like she's fuming. And the backstory is supposedly Monica snuffed her. And then they went into the back just before the I think it was MTV awards. So just before the show, Monica snuffed her. They went outside. If you see the anger in their face when they're performing the song, uh, Monica's on smoke, man. Yeah, she snuffed her. You can tell though. No, she snuffed her. You could tell Brandy got punched up. <laughs> you got to affirm that. Yeah, Monica. I mean, Brandy ain't talking to Monica. Yeah, come on, man. Monica's hmm. rolled, fam. Even though Brandy has caught a body. Yeah. So allegedly, man. Actually, no, no it's not she, even allegedly. she caught a body. I can't even say that. <laughs> She's caught a body. Monica bought. No, bought Brandy's body. ran someone over and killed him. Brandy has a body in her Accidentally, record. though, man. It weren't, like, premeditated. I'm just saying, we're not going to add, like, call Monica's punch people up. Brandy got a body. Now, this is scary. <laughs> this guy, bro. Anywho, so, um, <laughs> so back to my choice. Um, so, yeah, so, Mob Deeper Nas is its mind samples, or interpolates, uh, Brandy and Monica's The Boy Is Mine. Um, Nas takes the hook from The Boy Is Mine, takes it to the hook of It's Mine, where he says, y'all need to give it up. We don't give a fuck. Um, oh, what's the other line? I'd have to think about it. But the life is mine, basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, it's, it's just it's just a glorious tune, man. Um, I feel like um, when I'm listening to that, um, I'm on a flipping. I'm in a six four Impala <laughs> in Miami, rooftop down. You know what I mean? Diamond in the back. All, you know the rest. Um, you know with Scarface and Salsa and them, man. Just you know, just what the plugs I met. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Yeah, just meeting my plugs, bro. Um, um, when I when I listen to that tune, yeah, I feel like exactly what the picture was when we were in Cuba, fam. What just in the car? I mean, got the, the the chest out and that. Yeah, you know I mean, we should have played it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know that day was in a car. Oh, we was driving back. Obviously, he was. <laughs> Do you remember that day was in a car? We was driving back. I was in the drop top. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, that would have been dope. Yeah, that would have been dope. Yeah, busy. You know, we say fam, we got yard on our ones. Some people are just chilling in the whole restaurant for like sixteen hours. Looking like he pays tax in that bitch. Acting like he actually liked the paella. Um, oh, like shit. Wow, I was the worst chicken I've ever had in my life. Oh, that's funny, man. 
So yeah, that's my choice. Shout out to Mob Deep. Shout out to Nas. Shout out to uh, Brandy and Monica as well. I hope they sort that out. Mm. I doubt it. I mean, you know. No, they're cool today, I think. Are they? Yeah, they have they done a versus together. Yeah, it just exactly. looks hella awkward. We don't want our black queens to beef, man. Word. But someone gets punched up. Hold up a lot. Um, so I've got a UK I've got a UK um couple of eyes. I've got Skepta, Chipmark, and a brother from D Block on their album. Young ads, man. Hey man, a brother from D Block. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Why am I disrespecting Young as He's the one that matters from you. You like, don't you do like that. him? Don't yeah, he's the one that even matters. It's the other one. Don't that do that to LB. Shout out LB. What's his other? What's the LB? What dirt bike LB? See the way you have to think about it. I think it's dirt bike. No, it is dirt bike. But you know the way you said Young Ads with calmness. Listen, he's not as he's not as vocal as Young Ads. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, true. But anyway, yeah, it's their song um, Saint Tropez, um, where they sample, where they sample, where they used uh, MIA bar, uh, Bonafide and Hustler, making my name. And they took that from Paper Planes. From Paper Planes, took that, flipped it, and made it epic. Well, not epic, but they made it good. Yeah, man. I still think that that tune should be used in all like London Fashion Week, just for events. Ever. Yeah, because it's it's very Fashion Week. When I listen to that tune, I feel like I'm at the front row. I'm with Anna Wintour. I'm with Skepta. <laughs> I mean, Heady One might be in the cut somewhere. You know, maybe Kylie Jenner if she's early. So and uh, yeah, just watching Jordan Dunn just walk down the ramp. And another know? song you think you're chilling with Scarface. Yeah, God bless your imagination. Listen, man, my imagination. It depends on the on the vibe. That vibe gives that. me that, bro. And then afterwards, we're going to a party. You know, full of full of full of full of Miley Cyruses. I don't want to be that party. You know, what I mean, I'm talking about actual women and coke as well. Um, yeah, man, just chilling. You know Any I mean? party Miley Cyruses, and I'm going home. I saw her perform once. Um, it did. was yeah, it was um, December. It was Christmas 2018. So basically it was with a, it was a work party. Um, I thought it was going to be just a company party, but it turned out that we were just gate crashing a Sony party in Soho uh, that Miley Cyrus was performing. This at. was during when he was working for a thing, innit? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So, I remember, so I remember the story. very random. Um, it was ass, but you know, we move. I mean, it's Miley Cyrus, so she got no ass, but she glass. <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey man, I'm shooting. I see what you did there. Ooh. That sound effect would have been perfect. That sound effect. We need to get better at this. Yeah, we do, innit? We actually need to get better yeah, at this. There we there go. We go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, did we have any others, guys? That's no, that's that's it. I've, I had um Big Girl Ebonics where they um I think they I can't remember what Nas song they sampled for. Actually, no, I think it was um the world is I think it's the world is yours. Vocabulary spills and ill speak with criminal yeah. slang. Yeah, yeah. So they they um who produced who produced or maybe Ebonics? It was, ain't hard to tell. I think it was Ron Browse that produced Ebonics. You know, of you, all people. You would know that, sir. <laughs> but yeah, he um yeah, so Big L, he um they for he, for the song Ebonics, um they sampled um a bit of the Nas The World Is Yours song and yeah, lines from that were used for the hook. As long along with Big L saying a bit of the hook too. Cool. I also want to shout out um a song by Loot Pack, um, which was Mad Lib, DJ Rome's and another guy whose name I cannot remember. They dropped a tune called Hit You Hit You with That which takes from Buster Rhymes is still shining from the coming album. Um, there's a bit in the shi- still shining where Buster's like, hit you with that indie dope pal. Watch you, watch you down. Um, which Loop Pack take from um, just a dope track. So shout out to Loop Pack. Uh-huh. Calm. Well, if there's nothing else, actually, no, I want to shout out a couple of people. I want to shout out a little Sims. Um, Cause she has dropped a couple of dope tunes um, one called Introvert and one called Woman. 
uh, which are from her upcoming album. Sometimes I might be introvert, which is out on the third of September. Let's get into so album season. Get into album season. Mm. So shout out to Sims for that. Um, I think she directed one of the videos as well, and it was really really dope. Um, Mira May was in it. Jordan Dunn was in it, um, and a couple others as well. So it was dope. I also want to shout Isaiah Rashad as well. Um, he's finally out of hiding, uh, hibernation. <laughs> um, he dropped a tune called Laywatcher with Duke Juice. Um, probably from an upcoming album, but nothing too concrete about that just yet. But it's a bop and a half. So, you know, shout out to people coming out of hibernation and dropping dope music. Sweet to Isaiah Rashad. For sure. And obviously, and obviously you guys have your shout out. So anyone you want to shout out um, before we take it out? Cleo Soul. You've got to keep it consistent. It's been a while since we recorded. You Very guys what you guys thought I forgot? Nah. Uh, no. I need yeah, you to be man. consistent with the group, the, chat, the group chat. The group chat. The group chat. The group chat. Yeah, yeah. man. Big up Cleo Soul. Cleo Soul is on that woman track with Little Sims and she she's singing on that track. Yeah, no, I'm purposefully not listening to- Are you waiting for the album yeah, as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, You'll yeah. fall in love with her all over again. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I know it's taking for you a lot to not listen to it. So yeah, no, I really wanted yeah, to because I, I love Sims too. I really like Sims, man. So yeah, looking forward to it. But yeah, no, that's that's all. Mohammed? Uh, I don't have no shout outs, just free Palestine. Consistent with my message. I hear that. I'm, I hear glad, that. I'm glad to be back though, man. This was a good session. I've I have loved it. Yeah, bro. man. Oh, it's nice to be back, man. It's been a minute. So 100%. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Also, I think it's a good idea for our fun topic choices to make them our next tracks of the week. So the people, them, know what they sound like. Yeah, cool. Okay. That so works. Let's do that. So Absolutely next works. week, you'll get that from us, guys. So uh, yeah, hopefully, look forward to that. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and we're back. We're definitely back. Um, hopefully, there won't be any other delays. We'll be back for the God for the for, for the foreseeable. You know yeah, what I mean. So uh, yeah, until then, you know, follow us on all socials. We are at Rams Dimes Pod on Instagram. We are at RLD Pod on Twitter. They can um, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, they suspended our old account for some reason. Copyright rubbish, but you know, it is what it is. Um, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube. Spread the words. You know, comment, like. All that good stuff. Um, and yeah, you'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Can't wait. And until then, we will bid you adieu. So from all of us, take care, stay safe, and peace. That's right. God is love. I God knew is it. God I knew good. it. God I is good. It. All the time. All the time. God is God. good.